Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Wer in Taipei seine Wochenendeinkäufe erledigt, kann im Supermarkt schon mal auf ein alteingesessenes Bremer Handelshaus stoßen. That was Klaus Badenhagen, a German freelance reporter in Taipei, who did a radio piece on Taiwan in German. Klaus has been living in Taiwan for eight years. Last week he talked about how he knew of an opportunity to come to Taiwan for three months to learn Chinese and to learn about Taiwan with all expenses covered. So he came and has stayed on since then. Besides RTI's German service, Klaus is about the only other German reporter in Taiwan. He does mostly radio and TV news stories about Taiwan for the German audience. Today, he continues to talk about the issue on migrant workers in Taiwan, comparing to his own present situation. I mean, I'm, I'm an immigrant in Taiwan, too. We could say I'm also an economic immigrant, you know. I also moved here because of work opportunity. But of course, being a Western European, I'm treated differently. But mm. migrants from Southeast Asia, they are in a completely different situation. And so I think it's also my responsibility to raise awareness for their situation. Have you been traveling around the world and to not, other places? Not as much as I... Have you been to China? <laughs> I spent exactly... Um, 10 days in Shanghai. That's oh. my only China experience so yeah. far. The thing oh. is, I mean, I, I learned Chinese in Taiwan and um, I realized that even a place that's geographically as small as Taiwan, mm. there's a lot to know here, a lot of history, a lot of different developments all around the island. And I wouldn't say I know it all here. I haven't been to all the places I want to. Plus, in China, you have a lot of German reporters doing what I'm doing. So um, if you go to Shanghai, if you go to Beijing, you will find quite a few people who are also trying to report stories for German media. So okay. if I go there now and I don't really know where I am and what I'm doing, I, I wouldn't be able to compete with them. It wouldn't make sense. So I'm concentrating uh, really on Taiwan. What else do you like about Taiwan? This is the part where you normally um, talk about food or people being so friendly, you know. <laughs> um, uh, well, for me personally, it's the experience of living here as opposed to Germany or, or Western Europe is that Every day, normally, I experience something, I encounter some kind of situation that is uh, unknown or unfamiliar to me, and I can think about it and try to make sense of it. When I remember I was living in Germany, you know, I was 30 years old and doing my job, I had the feeling, uh, well, I know, I know everything that's happening around me, how people are behaving, what they are doing, how things look. This was, I had been part of this for 30 years and it was all familiar. It was not exciting anymore, really. But living in Taiwan, even after eight years, I still have this feeling of being able to discover something new. Mm. It can be very little things like um, a person sitting in his little shop and, you know, just passing by and it may be one of these old shop owners that you see they've been sitting in this spot for for all their life and <laughs> every day yeah what what's kind of surrounding did they did they make for themselves and uh, how are they spending their time and um, so do you end up interviewing them if if i would have a reason uh, yeah maybe i should just talk to people for no reason who knows what you can learn maybe there's a story there maybe you just have a nice conversation sure oh i'm sure there's a story there yeah that's why i enjoy this show <laughs> interviewing people yeah. and, and, but, and so, so yeah coming back to what i like um yeah talking about it it, it became clear <laughs> uh, i i really like just walking around the cities in taiwan not knowing what i'm about to see 
mm. if it's in Taipei, if it's in Tainan or one of the smaller cities, because there's always something unfamiliar to me, unique, waiting around the next corner. Do you always have your camera ready then? <laughs> I I thought maybe as a journalist you probably prefer a camera. I don't know, but yeah, smartphone um, is just as good, right? Yeah. yeah, and and in most situations you can really say smartphone is just as good. Now this has become like some kind of visual journal. You know, mm. I I look at them. I try to take pictures of, well, not everything, but many things I find interesting. Not always, I don't want to publish them, just for me. And looking back at them, that's kind of my visual journal of what happened at that day. Oh, yeah, that was the time when I went to the mountains or went to the riverside. And, oh, I totally forgot about this interesting guy on the bike that yeah. I took a photo back then. So. Oh, that is so awesome. When you do a new story... You don't actually write a script. You just go right ahead and just verbally oh, say you, it as you go. No, you? no, it depends on what kind of story we are talking okay. about. What kind of story? If are we it's talking just about? a current news story, maybe you just. Well, if it's a current news story, I try to read up on the information I need to know, and then I think about okay, who can I talk to? Because okay. you need to interview. Usually, you need to interview people and get get statements yourself. Then I think about what kind of questions am I going to ask him or her or this other person. And then I gather my my interview statements. And then I think about how am I going to put this all together. And then normally one thing leads to the other. And most reports you're doing also tend to be limited in time. I mean, if, if we talk about radio, if it's three minutes or five minutes, it's not very short but it's also not that long and normally if you know that these are the important things i want to cover then they quite often they kind of write themselves it's still i mean you want to have an interesting kind of flow in there tell a story or make it interesting to listen to it until the end what information do i want to put in there very often that answers itself are you that kind of person who can just talk right off your head after you know just thinking about it for a few minutes and then you're on you know, on air, live, <laughs> um, and just say it. Are you that kind I, I of person? Don't, I don't often have the opportunity to do that. I mean, happened to me last year with the earthquake in Tainan, you know, where the building yes. toppled over. That was one of the few times when media from everywhere, basically, not only from Germany, also from Israel and from Ireland, Great Britain, they would just call me up because um, my, they my, want, my information is yeah. public. You know, if you Google um, reporter in Taiwan, maybe you will come my webpage uh -huh. and they called me up and they said uh, we are doing this radio news show we want to report on this can you tell us anything about it and it was uh, live some of them were live some yeah. were recorded these are some of the occasions where i can just talk you know off the top of my head most of it is pre-recorded you know um, radio reports where i say something then you hear a statement then i say something again then you hear some music or some street sounds and all that so um it's all put together in the editing program. Yeah, sometimes when I have the opportunity to do a live or lifelike situation, that's quite interesting and it's challenging. It's How also what we are doing right now. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah it, can be, it can be enjoyable as well, yeah. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. How good is your Chinese? Can you do an interview totally in uh, Chinese? It's hard to say. I mean, depends on who I'm interviewing. Right? Okay. I started learning Chinese when I was 31 years old, and I spent about two to three years altogether taking classes, you know, mm. Monday to Friday kind of stuff. So I reached a certain level where I think I'm able to function pretty well in everyday life. 
right i can talk to people about a lot of things and i'm hearing all this oh your pronunciation is so good all the time but i don't know how to seriously i need to take that but of course i know my limits as well so for example in terms of vocabulary so i can know how to express things in a um, everyday language kind of way but there's a lot of specific vocabulary that you maybe use in in written texts or in laws or in politics speech that I would not have come across. For example, when Mind Jiao met Xi Jinping in Singapore, it's interesting, I just went to the park in Taipei and I took my TV camera and I just chatted people up and asked them, so they're meeting, what do you think about this? Is it good? Is it not good? Are you happy? Are you afraid of something? Please tell me. And, and why? Oh, okay. So you think? Why? Why do you think so? I, that's something I can do in Chinese, right? If I would be talking to my Ingeo himself and ask him about meeting Xi Jinping, which aspects did you think were important to cover? I would not do that in Chinese. <laughs> um, then I would definitely... Interviews like that I would need to do in English or via translator, just because I don't want to embarrass myself. Really. <laughs> sure. All right, well, one last question for you, Klaus, and that is, um, what's the first thing you think of when I say something to do on a weekend? On weekends... I like, specific. To, <laughs> I like to go hiking, basically, or just out and um, discover something. And because usually during the week, I spend a lot of time in Taipei, in a city surrounding. I like to go to places where you have a little bit more nature around you. Mm. And um, thankfully, here in Taipei, it's quite easy because, you know, we are situated right in the hills. So I can actually, I live... Um, near to the base of Tiger Mountain. So I, I can be up on the hill in 15 minutes if I want to. The Tiger Mountain. Tiger Mountain. And then I can go on to Elephant Mountain and I co <laughs> can go up to Nangang Mountain and Thump Mountain, which are even higher. And I could spend the whole day just um, walking around these parts. Oh. But also you can do great day trips from Taipei. You can go to places like um, Pingxi where I've Sanxia. never been myself. Oh, yeah, you should. It's great. It's great. And there are some great hiking books, also in English. For example, written by a guy called Richard Saunders, who's uh -huh. a British pianist living in Taipei, but he's also <laughs> written a lot of hiking guides. And um, they really take you to exciting places off the beaten track, mm. where you don't see a lot of other people around you. I mean, it's not like high mountain hiking. I don't need to take my oxygen mask with me or anything. <laughs> but it's still a little bit challenging okay. and I think Taiwan is really the most beautiful in those places where it has not been touched by people and our so-called civilization where it's not been spoiled by roads and concrete buildings and um, power pilots and, and <laughs> the all power that. Lies. it's so easy to spend all your time in Taipei and be totally detached from nature but it's also very easy to get out of there and go to these places and i think that's something that many people should be aware of because mm. um sometimes i have the feeling because taiwan is so densely populated in the urban places that a lot of people living in taiwan kind of lost their touch with the nature that <laughs> actually makes up their their island and their their homeland and, that is true and when they go maybe they go on a bus tours or they go to popular tourist spots where they're again surrounded by many people but it's really so easy to go out and go to places that are different and where you really get a feeling of how would this place be if there were no people mm. living here 
That's quite exciting. Okay, great. Well, the only thing I know about pingxi is about those, you know, those、uh, paper、Sky、lanterns. lanterns. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. You, the, I mean, you have the little, you have the little train going there, and then over in Shifen, you have a great waterfall. That's you can visit free of charge now again. But you also have、uh, hiking trails. You know, you have the so-called pingxi cracks, which are some very steep rock needles, basically. Just Google pingxi cracks, P-I-N-G-X-I. Yes, P I N G X I. Yeah, X I. Right. They make for some exciting hiking and climbing.、Really. Well, you know more than I do, Klaus.、Well, thanks to Richard <laughs> Saunders in this case.、Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been awesome speaking to you, Klaus. Learning so much from you about Taiwan, also. Thank and, you.、Um, I didn't notice how you, quickly the time passed. Oh、thank、yes,、you. and you, as a freelance reporter, I think you're doing a good job here. Thank, thank you, you so much, and、um, hope to see more of you around Taiwan. Thank、Definitely. you. Thanks. Motorroller und Taxis schlängeln sich durch die enge Gasse in einer Vorstadt von Taipei. That's Klaus Badenhagen, German freelance reporter reporting from Taiwan. Im Erdgeschoss kleine Läden, Cafés, Nudelrestaurants, überall Schilder mit chinesischen Schriftzeichen. Typisch Taiwan. Ein Tourist würde sich hierhin kaum verirren. Eine junge Frau steigt von ihrem Motorroller. Auf den ersten Blick eine Taiwanesin wie jede andere. Doch als sie den Helm abnimmt, kommen blonde Locken zum Vorschein und ein europäisches Gesicht. Christina Jensen ist Deutsche, geboren in Düsseldorf. Als sie sechs Jahre alt war, zog die Familie nach Taiwan und blieb. Jetzt ist sie 22 und sagt selbst, Chinesisch spricht sie inzwischen besser als Deutsch. Ich sehe aus wie ein Ausländer, aber Ich bin total, ich glaube, Taiwanese inside, weil ich meine, ich lebe hier seit mein, mein ganzes Leben fast und ich meine, ich gehe zu ich gehe zu Taiwanese Schule, ich habe Lehrer, Klassenmates, alle voll Taiwanesen und alles, was ich mache, total Taiwanese, total, ich bin total Taiwanesen. Taoyuan City is holding a talent competition for migrant workers interested in singing and dancing. Call zero two two three six six one three six eight by June thirtieth to sign up for the event. There will be a maximum cash prize of fourteen thousand Taiwan dollars. This ad is sponsored by the Taoyuan City's Labor Department. <laughs> 